My summer tan. Well, you know, like, okay, so brown girls, <laughs> we go through this thing where we get super duper duper, like, yellow in the winter, and then we get super duper nice and chocolatey brown in the winter, and that's my issue. You meant the summer, right? Oh, right. So, you going yellow and chocolatey yellow, brown so, in the winter. So, yellow in the winter, chocolatey in the summer. So, we don't know what we want to be, like, <laughs> So, I'm like, I don't know what to do. And then sunscreen is a thing, so. Yeah, tripping. But uh, oh, it's lots of activity going on. Oh, Just to segue yeah. into that, we're at what is it called again? It is called the Bottom Line Coffee House. Bottom Line Coffee House in Detroit. So, a uh, quick couple things. Uh, all the noise you hear, that's just customers and us <laughs> and Raynard slurping his tea. <laughs> hot, hot tea. Second, if you hear uh, music, that's not us playing it. That's the coffee shop. We do not have any rights to that music, so don't come for us. Yeah, none whatsoever. We have no control over the music in the background. Exactly. We don't own the rights, so if you hear anything, it's totally unintentional and not on our part. For real. I don't want to get sued. We don't want to get sued. I really don't want to. I don't have to try. I don't have the money. Look, <laughs> go squeeze blood out of a rock, I guess. For real, for real. All right. And then, um, so once again, my name is Sam. And you're also talking to Ray. We're yeah. hearing Ray. And if you want to know more about us, check out our first episode, Where My Bench Is At. Yes. A little plug. <laughs> yes. You'll learn a little bit about more what we do, why we're doing this podcast. So check mm-hmm. out episode one, Where My Bench Is At. And then this episode, we're going to be talking about Bus Stops, the audiovisual dilemma um, with D-Dot. And as most of you know, (laughs) D-Dot doesn't like to, for lack of better words, uh, announce stops. No. I've been on many a bus and it's quiet as far as the announcements. Or let alone maintain at least one seat at every stop either. But again, that's in episode one. Yeah, episode one. Check it out. Yes. And um, speaking of episode one, I can't believe how many, like how much support we have. I know. There was so, so nice. much support and enthusiasm and some congratulations here. And, oh, yeah. I wouldn't listen to it. What's yes. the link? Yes. Thanks so much for the support. And just so you guys know, to stay up to date, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We fancy now. We got, yes, like, we are. We got links. And we're going to tell you again, we on Instagram and Twitter. And we're here. And also on Facebook. Search for Do Better D-Dot. Yep. Do Better D-Dot. And also, you can listen to us on Anchor and Spotify and um, a couple of other places. I'll run it down later, but whatever. You're listening to us now, right? So it right, matter. exactly. Um, so we did a housekeeping info. Do you want to do it or do you want to do it? I will check on the housekeeping because you okay. did it last time. So... Um, DART is a new way to pay for transit. You know, we have a new um, pay system or a fare system with DDOT and SMART. Um, there are no more transfers and no more additional fees. You pay once and ride on both DDOT and SMART. There are four passes to choose from now. You got a four-hour pass, a 24-hour pass, a seven-day pass, and a 31-day pass. Each pass is available in full and reduced fare. Customers can take unlimited rides, but we like to call them passengers. So passengers can take unlimited rides in any direction on both systems within the time limit on the pass. And each dart pass is a rolling pass. And a rolling pass simply means 
it starts with the first use for the time period allotted. So if you bought a seven day pass and activated it on Tuesday, it's gonna expire seven days from Tuesday. You get that unlimited access to smart and DDOT if you have the blue regional seven day pass or the white DDOT only seven day pass as well too. All right, so um, here are the prices for these passes. First, we're gonna do full. These are unlimited rides, so your four hour pass is $2. Uh, for the standard fare. 24-hour pass is $5. The seven-day pass is $22. And the 31-day pass is $70. That's the standard fare. Reduced fare for a four-hour pass is 50 cents. That's seniors, disabled individuals, youth, and those holding a Medicare card, and also a disabled ID as well, too, from DDOT. Um, so that's a four-hour ticket for 50 cents, unlimited rides. A 24-hour ticket for reduced fare passengers is $2. A seven-day reduced fare is $10. So a seven-day pass is $10. And a 31-day pass reduced is $29. Um, all passes are available for purchase through Smart and DDOT trans transit centers select retail outlets, um, some CVSs around the city, and you can also buy them online or by mail on Smart's website. Say before you pay. That is so important when you board the bus. Um, when you board the bus, you need to tell the rider what fare you need to ride. So they're saying say before you pay. Four hour full or reduced fare or a 24 hour full or reduced fare. And if you're trying to get the reduced fare price, make sure you have your ID ready. Or, or any proof of your age or a status in that regard. And if you need any more information about this new DART fare card system, you can go on the DDOT website at DetroitMI.gov. Thank you for being so professional. Like, you're hey. a perfect little spokesperson to let it, to get the word out about DART, DDOT, FAIR, all that good stuff. Thank so. you. Hey, I care about our bus riders, right? And we want to make sure you have all the information you need. All right. So let's kind of get into why we're here today. Yes, yes. So basically, yeah, where is my stop? Don't know it if I can't hear or see. Right. <laughs> as far as DDOT goes, right? Exactly. So, yeah, DDOT is basically failing passengers with disabilities. Um, so, I'm just trying to figure out. Remember, okay, real quick. When we went to the last community input meeting with DDOT oh, at yeah. Rose Park uh -huh. on the third Thursday uh -huh. of every month. We do this from 5 to 7. You get to complain and raise hail. It's so fun. Join us. Um, and I'll give you more information on that later. But... We talked about, I brought up the issue actually, um, yeah, about yeah. the audiovisual announcements on the buses and why they weren't working. And I was like, are they broken? Or does the bus driver have control over turning it on and off? Mm. And if it is broken, why isn't the bus driver taking it upon him or herself to announce the stops, especially mm. at night? At night, when you and cannot I, see outside. No one can see. <laughs> right, because I think most of the buses have at least one light on, so mm -hmm. when you're looking out of the vehicle with a light on, it's kind of hard to see outside. Exactly. I know I can't see outside of the bus at nighttime, but I do catch the bus at night. Mm -hmm. Same. And I was just like, okay, so I've missed my stop many a times because uh, at least before I started using like the app to help me get around, but mm -hmm. I used to always 
miss my stop. Like, I'm at least one or two stops off, and I'll be like, for real? Mm. Like, for real, for real. And then if you ask them to remind you, like uh, said DDOT spokesperson tried to tell me to do when I'm trying to figure out where I'm going, they will forget because, you know, they're busy on the road. They got their or minds on the road. Or don't feel compelled to or that. Yeah. yeah. I like to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah, you're busy. Okay. But, yeah, I'm, I don't want to rely on someone else, especially human who forgets and not even where I'm just going. that. The driver's main mission is to get you to where you're going. Mm-hmm. And there should be audio visual announcements to tell where each stop is. But we have some awesome drivers in the system. We do, we do. That I, some drivers, because the audio visual system doesn't work on the bus, mm-hmm. they will yell each yeah. intersection or yeah. each stop. Yep, that's true. And that's I've had true. quite a few on Woodward. It was one on the Dexter. It was one. I've rode many buses where the driver was announcing. Mm-hmm. And they did that on their own volition, but they shouldn't have to do that because in 2019 and most transit systems across the country, their buses, including the smart buses that we also use as Detroiters, um, their announcements work. Mm-hmm, it may right. not work on every smart bus either, but I noticed their bus, their announcements work. Yeah, like What's eight times out of ten, it's going to work. Yeah, Whereas eight times out of ten. D-Dot is like... One out of ten. Right, it's gonna work. I'm like, mm. we're trying to be nice here. One out of ten. I One think. out of ten. I was. <laughs> let's be three. I, nah, it's two. It's gotta be two. It's two. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about this issue so right. much and dedicate a whole episode if, like, most of the buses had their announcements on. This is basic. And by the way, we are so like we are bus riders. Like we ride that bad boy. All day, every day. So it's not like we just heard this from somebody and just repeating it on a podcast. This is personal experience. This is, this is very personal for me. <laughs> I can't see nothing. I'm 4i and everything. Like, can't see nothing. My contacts don't get all messed up or pop out of my eye. I wouldn't be able to see either, yeah. too. So we got to hear and know. We got to see. I couldn't count my fingers in front of my face if I didn't have glasses on. That's how blind I am. And I need to know. Or rather, not blind, just visually impaired I am. Right, and for those that are actually, you know, blind and visually impaired, they don't have a way of knowing through audible announcements Mm -hmm. whether they missed their stop or not. And the system assumes that everybody's able body can see, hear, and Mm -hmm. no, everybody experiences this reality very differently, right? right? And disabilities are not always visible. Mm -hmm. And so we keep talking about visibility, like the visibility, or rather, not the visibility, excuse me, the audibility of the announcements what about people who can't mm-hmm. hear they need to see the announcement on the board oh, right it should yeah. be an intersection because mm-hmm. i know when i ride the ford 125 the smart mm-hmm. um it'll have an auto audio announcement mm-hmm. of the intersection or the stop rather mm-hmm. but it also flash on the mm-hmm. marquee the marquee will say the name of the street right. and the stop or the like the intersection where mm-hmm. the stop is right so like we should be able to see what stops coming up and the stop we're at as well as here mm-hmm. they should just be they should be hand in hand and you know what's unfortunate though too the queue line has announcements at every stop and they oh. actually have carlin harlan as the voice what? <laughs> i would love to hear her on ddot i grew up with her watching the news wow. you know so um was that a weird shameless plug no it wasn't it just shows that even the queue line um has also, announcements the, at the every Q-line, stop like privately owned too it is it's, they used public money to build that they sure did it's, it's like over 70 million dollars at that too and they yeah. got announcements on their on their trains but our own bus system that's been around for so long it carries the most people in the state of michigan right q line forever empty 
Yeah. It's like five people on that. It's like a boutique vanity ride, but something that's real public transit, like the bus system, DDOT bus system, and you don't have audiovisual announcements. We're in a city that's aging. We're also in a city where many people, individuals with disabilities live here, because just because of the sheer amount of people there in Detroit, right. come on, DDOT do better on that. What is going on? It's not the end of the episode yet, so I don't want to scare y'all. Yeah, but I just need... I just need basic shit to work. That's all I'm asking. We're, we're right. We're asking for something that is unthought of or required or mm-hmm. not even debatable in any other system, though, mm-hmm. that works in every system. Yeah, exactly. I just, I just want to be like everybody else. Right. We, we, I want to be in with we the want, in crowd. We just want nice things. Can't no, we nice need things, things that are required. That's what we need. Things that are legally required, too. Ain't right. something with this federal government and... Folks that are, you know, folks that have a disability supposed to have rights. That's what I thought. I mean, what is it? ADA? What's the... American Disabilities yeah. Act. Mm. I thought that that would be included, like the audio the audiovisual announcement with, on the buses would be included in that. And, and, you, and, and the thing is, if I'm a bus department um, and I'm getting federal monies and there's rights like the American Disabilities Act or mm. Title... Um, six of the Civil Rights Act, mm-hmm. and I can't access a service. I'm being discriminated against. That's what I think. That's, That's exactly discrimination. Like. It is. It's straight up is. discrimination. I'm surprised they haven't kicked up a fuss yet, unless they have, and it's just hush hush. I have no clue. But I, I haven't really heard anything. Well, I think that's why we need to. Um, I know that there's some good disability justice work in the city of Detroit, mm-hmm. and um, I know they're aware of these issues. Many of them ride the buses as well, too. Mm-hmm. And um, if there's any efforts that we can support as bus riders to support their fight, mm-hmm. if that means compl- you know sending an official complaint to the federal government mm-hmm. under whatever law, you know, we'll be there to support them. Yeah. This is serious stuff. Really, about is. we this. should definitely link up with one of those associations. Mm-hmm and see what can be done and the work that they're already doing, right? And then, like, you know, let the people know. That's a, and, you know, Spread this is an idea we're really going to take serious on this, too, because mm-hmm. everyone has a part in this bus system, right? Yeah. So, um, and the other thing is, too, there's a, there's this culture, right? Um, in the bus where uh, everybody and anybody sits in the front seats that are specifically designed for the elderly and the disabled and pe- uh, people with families, pregnant women, or excuse me, pregnant persons, because it's not always mm-hmm. people who consider themselves to be female. Excuse mm-hmm. me, excuse mm-hmm. me on that. So yeah, pregnant persons, um, and then, you know, those are set aside for them. Mm-hmm. The problem where it comes in is when people, like you and I, who are able-bodied individuals and mm-hmm. non-pregnant or whatever, right. we take advantage of that. We just sit there, even though there's seats in the back, Mm-hmm. Or you know, we don't, and we don't get up when they get on. That's yeah. what I see happening. It's a lot. too many, too many stories I've seen yeah. or heard myself where. And it gets violent sometimes. It gets violent sometimes, mm-hmm. or it's just it's just this really lack of regard. Like mm-hmm. a senior citizen get on the bus, you can tell they're struggling to move and they have a mobility issue, mm-hmm. and someone young and able bodied is not even getting up for them or offering a seat and say, "Hey, I noticed you're struggling. Here, have a seat." Right. 
they won't give them the seat that they're supposed to have in the first place. Right, because the language in the front of the bus <laughs> is so weak. It says, uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's like a blue yeah. sign that says passenger should or should. Yeah, should. It's, it's very, like, it's suggestive. It's not yeah. enforcing anything. There's we no real policy. We might want you to move away from the front of the yeah. bus because we want you to decide whether that disabled yeah. or senior person should get a seat. That's right. what no. And also the signage isn't very good as well. It's just like that that generic disability sign, like person like a wheelchair yeah. person or person right. in a wheelchair. Where um like when I used to live in uh, Los Angeles they had several uh signage the pictures up there like pregnant women or excuse me pregnant persons mm -hmm. um a person with a baby sitting in the lab mm -hmm. someone who's disabled or like an a person with a cane so you know, so the like depictographs yeah. even show for those who can't yeah. read so or literate they know that this seat is supposed to be it's for, for them, them. Yeah. right and and it's posted in a conspicuous spot yeah i mean it's big right? it's big it's big it's like on it's on the windows. Wow. It's yeah, they did a really good especially All we got is a thin blue sign and it says passengers should move to the back mm -hmm. of the bus or allow um seating for those disabled or right. elder or something like that. So they don't even include pregnant persons. And there's been some sort of serious stories I've heard where there were women with children, young children and mm -hmm. the families denied bus service because the bus driver didn't want to let her, the mother on and all the kids. So it's really anti-family. And then I think there was another incident too where like a pregnant woman, she was trying to, you know, she was eating, she was hungry, she's expecting. Mm -hmm. And she was told not to eat on the bus. And I know there's a rule on the bus you're not supposed to eat or drink or anything like that, but it's loosely enforced. Mm -hmm. It's case by case by yeah. the driver. Yeah. It um, is very, it is loosely I've seen someone just the other day eating a whole Wendy's meal in my face. Not, not pregnant or anything. Just talking loudly on the phone, eating a whole, like, spicy chicken. I don't know what it was. It was, like, a spicy something. I was going to ask if it was the Baconator or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, it wasn't Baconator. I just know it smelled, like, spicy, and I wanted to puke because, like, I just don't like the smell of Wendy's. Like, yeah, the fries are awful, don't too. Like don't smell Wendy. <laughs> Like defamation, like character defamation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is just our opinion. I don't like Wendy's, whatever. Get over it. <laughs> the whole point is like, it's like, we need an inclusive culture on this bus, right? So, right. It, if a pregnant woman wants to eat on the bus because she's hungry, then she should have every right to it. She should have every right to sit in the front of the bus, too. Yeah, especially with how slow these buses are and probably how long she's been waiting for the bus. She's probably hungry as hell. It didn't, didn't get a chance to sit down because she didn't have a seat at her uh, right. stop. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like, it's a mess. Mess and a half. It is. <laughs> mess it and is. a half. Um, so... So yeah, getting a seat isn't guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. Line. Not at all. TLDR, getting a seat. TLDR? What does that stand for? I see that all the time. Too long, didn't read. Really? Except they're not reading, but whatever. I thought it meant the lowdown or something. Reading. TLDR, people are not giving up seats for um, elderly, pregnant persons, disabled persons. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, the and other, families. And families, too. Oh, and the thing is, you know how Detroit is very diverse, right? Like, we have so many different communities here yeah, in the city. We got our Latinx community. We got our African American community. We got some. We got some of everything. White yeah. people, Asians. We're doing the thing. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> and then and this means that this means that people speak a lot of the different languages right. here in this city other than English, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we live next to Dearborn, um, which is the um, most it's populated city um, of Arab and American descent or right. those that are Arab um, ethnicity or identity. Mm-hmm. Um, we live next to a large community. We have the Bengali community in mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. Amtramic in yeah, parts of yeah, Detroit, yeah, right? Bengaltown. Yep. That's the neighborhood of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them speak Bengali and Arabic as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, also due to their faith and their culture. Um, yeah, so we have Arabic individuals as well, too, that live adjacent to the city, in the city, commute into mm-hmm. the city as well. Right. Um, and also in District 6, Southwest Detroit, um, historically has been um, a Latinx population right. as well, too. I mean, it's called Mexican town. Like exactly. Mexican town. <laughs> right. It's a whole community, a whole enclave there, right? Mm-hmm. And the bus system travels through that part of the city. There is very much, as, they are as very much a part of Detroit mm-hmm. as any other part of the city. But the dominant language in that area is Spanish right. but don't you notice something about the literature or just Some, the something very I don't know something uh, something, something really really American yeah <laughs> about, about Dita about Dita very American very um, English only yeah that's a problem yeah, so we speak many languages in Detroit, mm-hmm. but DDOT is English only. So remember earlier in the episode, we were talking about the audiovisual announcements. We don't even have that yet in English, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We need to also really press the department to have it in Spanish and Arabic. Right, definitely. At least those besides English. Yeah, because yeah. those are the two more dominant languages mm-hmm. in the city of Detroit, and the thing is English, Arabic, and Spanish is reasonable enough to have on publications Definitely. on our literature, yeah. um, the Facebook page, uh, Twitter page as well, too. Mm-hmm. All of this English only. And it's really easy to get people to translate. I mean, yeah. everyone's pretty bilingual here, so... And not even that, they're a government department, which means they have access to people and also revenue and resources and the money to be able to provide these services that we pay through our taxes and our fares. You know why they're not um, offering uh, signage and whatnot outside of English? Laziness, straight up. I can't think of another. Because there's no other reason. There's there's a lack of a will for it too, and like the signs, this new signs that they got that they're supposed to be putting up, they still haven't put them up yet. Are they going to be multilingual? Right. And also, when they do finally give us multilingual (laughs) signage, the English is nice and big, and then the uh, secondary languages, for example, Spanish and Arabic, are itty bitty tiny. And I'm like, what about the people who can't see that, especially with older eyes? How are they supposed to see? the population of dry, like riders on a bus are like 40 and up, right? right? So visual issues are very important as well, too, in that. So if I'm speaking Arabic, but the print is so small, how am I supposed to know if the characters were correct for that, if the right. translation was right? It should be equal size. Equal size. Especially because like you put an emphasis and importance on English when you make the English larger mm-hmm. than the other languages. So just have it all be the same size font. Exactly. Even in the same publication, or if the way that the script works or the language works, you have to have them on their own flyers and publications. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. That's fine. We need that. But let's get these. Let's get the word out to those communities as well, too. And then, like, I know that Detroit's predominantly English. The meetings are held in English and everything mm-hmm. like that. But there's a way that the department can still meet its federal mm-hmm. obligation to right. provide um, service in languages other than English because it's a federal obligation. Mm-hmm. It is. Right. And even though, like, you know, Ray and I are not part of the 
disabled community or the elderly community or the um, ESL community, we still want to at least we want to understand at least we're trying to understand what's going on mm-hmm. on their side and uh, bring their issues to light mm-hmm. and maybe in the future we can get individuals who fit into that category that demographic on here so they yeah. can speak you know yeah, from speak, their own heart from speak their own from their own perspective exactly. and issues and, and, and the thing is like and just because we're not technically part of those communities mm-hmm. they are part of our community because they're bus riders and passengers right. as well too and the way that we build power together and the way that we get the results that we want is sometimes through solidarity is through naming groups or people and their concerns and their issues even if we're not personally experiencing mm-hmm. it because that's what a good activist advocate mm-hmm. organizer does they are aware mm-hmm. of other communities that um, are suffering from the lack of right. equity because exactly. equity is really the theme behind all of this mm-hmm. right ensuring equitable access to your transit system in a language that you can understand um, getting announcements that you can see or hear if mm-hmm. you have an impairment of either you know Right. It just comes down to plain old-fashioned empathy. Empathy That's and awareness what, and just awareness yeah. of being like, hey, we're a major city. Three major languages are mm-hmm. here. We have unique populations of different uh, multi-ethnic groups and people that mm-hmm. live in this city and been here for decades. Yeah, so I'm just trying to understand. We, we can understand that and other passengers and people in the city can understand that. So why can't... Uh, something like, I don't know, the Detroit Department of Transportation understand that. Right, and then why <laughs> isn't it that like even, it's this lack of like, it's like this lack of awareness. It's like, we shouldn't have to tell you that there's Spanish-speaking people and Arabic-speaking people that need literature in their language. Right. You should know. You should know. As a, as a citizen, the people who work for DDOT are Detroit citizens, right? Yeah. So as yeah. just, a, well, they're supposed to be. And they're, they supposedly be. ride the bus, right? Right, supposedly. So you didn't notice that in your morning, uh, morning afternoon, nightly commutes? Mm-hmm. That these are things we need and the signage we need? No? <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> So not only they're lacking the will or the energy or whatever, the savviness to have audio visual announcements on the mm-hmm. bus that are working. Did they ever tell you why they didn't work? We didn't, we didn't unpack well, that Okay, earlier. yeah. So yeah. I was told, I won't name names, but I was told by a representative of DDOT at the last uh, DDOT community input meeting that, um, that the, oh, they do have the announcements. And I told her, I said, well, the announcements, if, if they come on at all, are, are for a major connecting routes. Say you're on the route number 32. Right. And you're going to, and the route number 60 is coming up. They'll say, oh, connection to Evergreen route number right. 60. That's the most I've ever heard. Yeah, me too. As opposed Even if to, that works. Yeah, if that works, you know. But then I thought about, hey, what about this, this you know, the bus, the, all the bus stops. They're, they're on side streets and whatnot. Um, I was like, why don't we have announcements and signage saying next stop is Auburn coming up to, you know, the next stop, this stop is this. Yeah. yeah it's just, it's so simple. That's and, part of any mm-hmm. transportation system. It's yeah. basic. Oh, it's she, fundamental. She, she just basically brushed me off and said like, well, you can just ask the bus driver to, to announce your stop if you're trying to get somewhere new. Or, that was her that answer was, to you. That was you. the answer. And I said, you do understand that we are a major city and major cities do not operate that way, right? And then that was it. So, not, once again, non-answers. <laughs> non-answers and lack of will. Lack of a will to do their job. They just don't care. What I heard from that lady, what you just told me in that exchange is, I don't care. 
Yeah, it's not know, important to me. Which is so strange. She probably drives she, to work. She, she, no, she claims that she catches the bus. She remember? claims, though. She claims. If she don't see this as a problem, she don't see that there's someone that may have a hearing difficulty or... Right. or, or She's also probably in her own little bubble. She doesn't have a hearing, uh, any hearing difficulties or visual difficulties. She most likely has the transit app where she... Like like I do. That's mm-hmm. the only way I know where I'm supposed to get off. Yeah. So I use the transit app. Um, and that depends on if my internet's working right. You know, Metro. Boop, boop, but. And we're supposed <laughs> to have the Wi-Fi on the DDoT buses when it connect. Did only, that connect Only 10? some have them. Yeah, only the connect some 10. have it. Only some. Not even on a, all the Connect 10 routes. They said that they were supposed to have this done by this year, like summer or spring, all the mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. Because at first when they announced the Wi-Fi, it was just to goad us into accepting the number yeah. change yeah. for so, 10 of the routes. And I'm so tired of them always doing special things for Connect 10. What about the rest of the city? Right. We have 48 we routes. <laughs> so 38 routes don't matter. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. only 10 of those 48 that matter. Mm-hmm. What so, do you expect? They can't even clean, keep the buses clean. Let alone have audio-visual announcements on every bus, right. something basic. I think we're asking for too much right here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because sometimes even the marquees don't even work correctly or something like that. Now, that's 90% of the time they're right. accurate, but, you know, <laughs> most of the time if the marquees are wrong, they're driving like, oops, okay, let me fix that or whatever, something like that. Hey, the audio-visual system isn't working. DDoT should be, oops, okay, we're going to um, fix this in a timeline within 30 days. We're going to have X amount of buses fixed with that, and we're going to get back to that's the answer I didn't get yet. Yeah, so basically I was told by the DDOT representative in so many words, kick rocks and blow bubbles. Like, that was that. I think that's for any concern <laughs> that we raise to them as as informed daily bus riders. Right. It's, it's almost like they don't want to do their job. I actually remembered earlier in the year when DDOT was getting his budget, they actually refused or turned down more funding and they said this in a city council meeting because we don't have the capacity to spend the extra money or the extra funding. I've never heard such a dumb thing in my life. I have never <laughs> heard of a government department refusing extra extra money money, especially when their constituents are raising for it it wasn't like they were asking for extra funding we as bus riders were asking for extra funding from our city council to the department so they can do their job more effectively and what, what what's the reason why we don't get most of our basic you know things we need for DDOT, we don't have enough money. money. No money. We don't have enough money. We would have, though. Didn't we talk about that in the last episode, we sure too? We did. <laughs> no money. But they have money for a new app coming up. They have money for this DART system right. that... And apps are not cheap. And, they're, and it's almost like they're relying on passengers to tell other passengers about the DART system. We do it because they, we love you. Yeah, they rely on word of mouth. I'm like, this is not a small local business, okay? This we is not how you run a city. Mouth. No. So dumb. Yeah, so this English-only culture needs to be called out. And when is there an opportunity for bus riders to speak about this? Because we want to get to solutions, right? Like, we want these audiovisual announcements on this bus by the summer, by this fall. So right. how do we make that happen? So we make it happen by showing up is the biggest thing, especially showing up to the DDOT Community Input Meeting every third Thursday at Rosa Parks Transit Center from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. That is 1310 Cass. That's 1310 Cass Avenue on the corner of Michigan Avenue. You can take many buses to get down there, including the Dexter itself right. that runs on Cass. Many other routes go down to the Transit Center. Second floor, 1310 Cass Avenue, 
every Thursday, third Thursday. Every third Thursday. Every yes. third Thursday of the month. Yeah. From 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Please come listen to everything that's going on. You'll find that we're not liars and you get to raise a little bit of hell, like I said before. Yeah, you get to hold your department accountable for the service they're supposed to provide for you. Right. And maybe you'll see us. We ain't telling you who we are, though. But you'll probably see us. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you, yeah, might, you, 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 you might recognize us, yeah, but, yeah. you know, we, we Ray and Sam on here, so... <laughs> That's what all you need to know about us is. Detroit is Ray and Sam. That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's talk about possible solutions yeah. to get, besides showing up and showing out, um, to get these audiovisual announcements on every bus, as well as the multilingual audiovisual announcements. Mm, there is a office of the city called the Ombudsman. Um, and the Ombudsman office is an office to anyone that deals with the city. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't even have to be a resident or anything like that. So Ooh. even if you're just doing business with the city or mm-hmm. or a concerned person or whatever, mm-hmm. you can file an official complaint. The thing is, this one might need to be done as soon as possible because the um, senior citizen community and also individuals with disabilities legally have a right and also ESL. ESL stands for English as a Second Language. So that's the federal government's designation for anyone who speaks English as a Second Language or speaks any other language. Um, These are legal issues too. So I know it sounds like we're griping about service stuff and small stuff. We're not. These are actual legal issues and these are are issues that is even if it weren't legal a disabled person or someone that cannot hear or see or someone that doesn't speak english should be able to use this system it should be the department itself that wants to actively improve and change itself so they can get more ridership as well too and you know we were just discussing this the other day about um immigrants and whatnot that come to this city and i it happened to every other city, but they want them to learn the city by taking public transit. Is that what we were talking about before, correct? Yeah, yeah. How do you expect them to do that if they can't hear or read announcements or anything like that? In their language. In their language. Even when I go to Canada, um, Canada is officially federally bilingual. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm on their train, I was on a municipal bus, I was on a streetcar, and I was on a subway. I heard every announcement in English and French. Those are the two legal languages in Canada. Now, in the U.S., we don't have official legal languages, but we do have federal law that says that you're supposed to get notifications or publications or service or receive service in a language that you can understand if you don't speak English. And English is not even an official language of the city or the country as well, too. Depends on where you live, though. Some may have laws on that. But here... It's multilingual. You're right. And does America even have an official language? At the federal level? No. No, didn't think so. No. So why are we pushing English so hard? Why is DDOT <laughs> English only? Yeah. So <laughs> what we, the solutions we want, we want a plan from DDOT on mm-hmm. how you're going to enact or put the audio-visual announcements at every stop. Right. If their Fairbox technology is the same as, D- as Smart, and they're taking the same dollars from us as well, too, why don't we have parity of quality of service as well, too? So we need to find out from DDOT, what is your plan? What is your timeline for audiovisual stops? 
I think we should make a complaint to the ombudsman. Anyone can Anyone do this can do and this. Set, set up a, a complaint to the ombudsman office of the city of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, you look up on a DetroitMI.gov and look mm-hmm. up departments. So you can see complaints, type in complaints or right. type in ombudsman. Oh, yeah. And also, DDOT has Facebook if that's your your deal. You can go on the Facebook but if, and leave a comment. That's true, too. You can do that. But there's a kind of like an unofficial DDOT page that somebody put together and it says mm. Department of D- Detroit Department of DDOT. So if you want to search for their correct handle, type in Ride Detroit or Ride DDOT in the Facebook search bar. You'll mm-hmm. get the official city logo. It's the Spirit of Detroit guy. Oh, you know, yeah, Kind yeah, of yeah. the stylized logo. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, what are, what are some other solutions? How can we raise this to... I mean, the best way to, to raise issues is to show up and show out, show up in numbers, ask the same questions over and over again until they finally realize this is a real issue amongst uh, passengers of DDOT. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they'll get their wheels turning and they'll start thinking about and putting into action mm-hmm. uh, these things we need. So yeah. I would call the department, but also call your city council person. <gasps> yes. And city council is our legislative uh, body for the city of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And the thing is... Um, they can actually subpoena or ask or investigate DDOT. They have a lot of investigatory powers. They have oversight powers, accountability powers. They can haul DDOT in front of them and say, hey, this is, you know, a, a community issue, a public issue. Why aren't you meeting your needs like that? That's, you know, so city council is a way to do that. And then the mayor of Detroit is actually the one that runs every single department through their department head. I, I highly encourage you all to make these phone calls. Phone calls and emails, it sounds like, write your congressman, which, you know, sounds like <laughs> it goes to a void and never right. gets Write your council person. <laughs> they do listen. Yeah. They do listen to the number of calls, the emails, the amount and the content of it, and they do come up in their meetings. We've been to enough city council meetings ourselves oh, yeah. um, to know that they do take into account of this. I think the issue is the reason why the department or other folks might be aware because we're not raising the issue. So I think our voice alone will get at least something rolling on a solution on that. Yeah, it can't be just like a few people, like five people will say this is the problem. No, we need to all get together and just make our voices louder. Including you all, you as yeah. listeners too, we're going to put you to work. So homework. By the next episode, even though we're not going to know if you did it or not, we want you to to call DDOT. We want you to make a call to your city council or to the mayor of Detroit as well to say we need audio-visual announcements on the buses. Yeah, we want you to show up to that DDOT community input meeting that's coming up June 20th at Rosa Parks Mm -hmm. Transit Center, second floor from 5 to 7 p.m. Exactly. That is the voice of bus riders. We cannot stress this enough. Every third Thursday, Rosa Parks Transit Center, 5 to 7 p.m. Hit clockwork. We will be there. We will be there. It is your opportunity and your voice. And even if you can't make that meeting, um... 313-933-1300 is DDOT's number. Right. Have at it. Yeah. Get them. So I guess let's close it out with something light. Yeah. So I know we complain a lot about DDOT, um, things like that, but we don't really have too many complaints about bus drivers. We, I mean, we do, but let's kind of highlight some 
good bus drivers. There's driver. got a lot of good drivers here that yeah. really go up and above and beyond. Like, like I think we mentioned earlier that there are some drivers that will announce the mm-hmm. stops for you, right? right? So they know, they care, they really care about the passengers there. So you got something to say? You were telling yes. saying something earlier, right? Oh my gosh. Okay, so I always get this guy. He's so cool, especially on. Um, it's usually on Sundays. Oh my god, I love this guy. I call him the Booyah bus driver. Booyah! <laughs> I love this guy. Everybody okay, know so, Booyah. Right, so he's usually um, on Route 32, which is the McNichols route, I think, yeah. Um, it, on Sundays, Sunday mornings. I don't I don't know any other times so I only catch the bus on that route, basically Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. But every time you get on there, he gives you um, a high five. Or a fist bump. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. And he just knows how to brighten up my day. I'm tired and groggy on Sunday mornings. Right. Going where I need to go even though I want to be in bed and he just really makes me happy, makes me laugh. He talks to the bus riders and everybody's just laughing on there. It's know? a good vibe. Yeah. I, I was fortunate to catch him on a Woodward. He's famous too because he rode the Woodward bus a lot but you know drivers get to pick their yeah. routes from time to time. So I'm glad he's on yeah. 6 Mile. So those on 6 Mile y'all get a lot of love from Booyah yes. on there. Love him and you know He's just, I don't know, he's just a good, he's good vibes. Yeah, good vibes. We got a lot of good drivers this Mm -hmm. way, too. um, Why does, we need to do, I know DDOT does driver appreciation kind of, like, internally, but Mm -hmm. they should have it, like, what Smart does, like, where the public, like, gets to write on a card, um, name of the driver, and commend them for the work, and you can actually put the card back on the bus and stuff like that. But they need a public driver appreciation because you got these drivers. We know the shortfalls of DDOT, right? The funding, the lack of proper service delivery. So the drivers really put that reliance shit. Booyah! Booyah, so, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's crazy because DDOT has such a high turnover rate as far as drivers go. Mm, so It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. So it's nice to see and meet a really positive bus driver. It is, but there's many out there, so go on our Instagram page. If you have a bus driver that you know you want to be acknowledged, we would definitely bring them up on the next episode as oh, we well, would. too. Yeah. Like, right. please. Or you can email us at dobetterd.com at gmail.com. That's dobetterd.com at gmail.com. We check it. And we will definitely make those announcements. If you got a driver that we want that you want us to shout out, just please do so. Instagram and also do better at gmail.com. I'm gonna repeat so y'all can get that in your heads. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it, it, the thing is, this system, like I said, it, I don't want this to sound like that. And we're not even complaining. We're really just highlighting the issues that need to be talked about. But um, there's some really good people in this system too. There's people who get in day in and day out and and they're there for the passengers they're there for the bus riders and and they do the job because they love it right and they're not just good bus uh, drivers there's also good bus passengers people who do get up out of those uh seats for the elderly and whatnot those Mm -hmm. specific seats and will move and stand on crowded bus routes you know they do or even if they just see a young lady standing a gentleman will get up and offer his seat we're very chivalrous here actually actually yes and there's there's another thing about the ddot culture here too like when we're waiting in line even at the bus stop or at the transit center any women that are trying to board Mm -hmm. or even if it's a couple the guy and a woman they board first. Yes. The when we 
That is like an unofficial rule. If you ride in D-Dot, mm-hmm. they always let the women first. and children on first. Always board first. And that's not even a rule. That's just unwritten. And they've been yeah. doing that since I was riding the bus in like 2003 or something yeah. when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that. So I, I know the media, and we're not going to do this because we're responsible. There's always a bad rap or bad reputation about the passengers on the bus mm-hmm. or or um, drivers. And every time there's a story about D-Dot, unfortunately, it's because of an unfortunate violent event. Mm-hmm. But there is a culture here. We do look out for each other we as really well, do. too. And the thing is, when a driver or somebody refuses to, like, let somebody know where that stop is, a passenger will come in. Because remember we mentioned that earlier, mm-hmm. like, um, the lady, the D-Dot official said it's up to the driver to tell if you want to do that. Well, mm-hmm. passengers... Passengers, yeah. I ask, I ask people all the time, or, or you're like, hey, who knows when this stop is? And they'll be like, oh, it's coming up. Hey, hey, this is your stop, right? Like, they really will. We really look out for each other. We do because we have to. We know subconsciously that this bus department is not operating the way that it's supposed to. So it's in our culture as passengers to do that. Passengers really just look out for each other. I mean, like, let's say you're sick or something. You haven't caught the bus for a while. You see your regulars and everything. Mm-hmm. They're like, where you been? I miss you and stuff yeah. like that. So it's, it's, a, it's community. That's why we care so much about the system because we want it to be better. We know it can be better and, and everything like that. So I don't have a driver myself to talk about right now. Um, with a name that is, um, you know, really does some really good work. But there are some really good people out there, and we need your stories. And I've had many good drivers out there. Most drivers do their job really well. Mm -hmm. Please, please send us your stories, good, bad, ugly. We want to hear them, and we'll tell the world. (laughs) All right, all right. So uh, any updates and changes? I mean, not really. Just the update about the DDOT Community Input Meeting on June 20th. At Rose Parks, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. All right. Yeah, so let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's do that. All right, once again, I'm Sam. And I am Ray. And we'll see you. All right, signing off. Bye. All right, later.